Oh, good. I'm not dying. Let's talk about the game. Elbow, forearm, he's going to be down. The result of the play is a touchdown. The flag that was thrown on this was picked up. I don't know, did they get the face mask? So by rule, the game is over. The Lions Hangover. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Hangover Podcast, everybody. I am Brad. Find me on all of those social medias. Also find me on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. <gasps> it was kind of a nail-biter. After it should not have been, the Lions jumped out to a 21-0 lead in the first quarter. Let's break it down. I took notes today. Not just going off of stats. We'll get to the stats because, you know, I'm post-game. But I also took notes today. So, Lions versus the Saints. Uh, The very first play, the Lions get the ball. It starts off with a Jared Goff fumble. But does it because there's actually a false start. But I have to say, when you saw that first fumble by Jared Goff today, what what was going through your head? Were you thinking, not again. Like, we can't go through another three turnover performance by Jared Goff. And honestly, the first 15 seconds you thought that might be happening. However, in a weird way, the Lions get lucky and it was a false start by Jared Goff. And, uh, uh, you know, in a way that was the better option too. I mean, even though we recovered the fumble, the better option was we still retained first down with, uh, (laughs) with a false start. So let's go with that. Uh, And with a little bit of a help of a roughing the passer call, the Lions run the ball six out of seven plays. Montgomery had five carries for 23 yards and the touchdown. And Gibbs had one carry, a monster carry for 40 yards. Uh, And the Lions go up to 7-0 after the Montgomery uh, touchdown. And with that, for the first time since 1936, Mr. Dutch Clark and Ace Gutowski, the Lions have two players with 600 yards rushing and five touchdowns or more in the same season. So that's quite a streak that's over. That's like uh, 90, what, two years, 93 years, 94 years, some crap like that. That hasn't happened. Uh, coming up on 100 anyway. Uh, actually, my math is way off on that. That's I'm going to correct it. It's 100 and... 14 years. The first time in 114. How can that be? No, we're doing this all wrong. I might start over. I might start over. We're actually just going to do the calculator now. Uh, 2023 minus 1936. I should have just said the first time since 1936. My math was way off. I'm usually pretty good at it. 87 years. The first time in 87 years. Uh, now, the Saints, very next play on their first drive, uh, the ball is tipped very and and the man on the spot Brian Branch with the interception and it was a it was a fantastic just scoop play with one hand uh and he and he pulled it in and it was a lot like that first game against Kansas City when he had that tipped interception uh to start his career off this leads of course to a Sam Laporta touchdown making the game 14 to nothing now Sam Laporta had a huge game uh Sam Laporta has now uh, seven games with at least five receptions five or more receptions 
receptions, and this tied for second most for a rookie tight end has ever produced in NFL history. It also ties the second most by a tight end in franchise history. And, and I have to do that as well. Uh, Sam Laporta just had the single greatest tight end performance in Lions history. He finished the game with nine targets, nine receptions, 140 yards, and a touchdown. And don't forget the partridge in a pear tree. He also had 65.7% of the total amount of passing yards for Detroit today. Now, this leads to a strong strong defensive stand by the Lions, and this leads to a punt and eventually an Amon Ross St. Brown touchdown. It's already 21 minutes with 8.15 left in the first quarter. We haven't even gotten to the second quarter scoring yet. Uh, And with that catch, St. Brown has passed Mr. Calvin Johnson for 3,071 yards for the most receiving yards a Lion has had through three career seasons. And that's no small feat either because that's back in the day when, uh, you know, people would call him Stat Padford instead of Matt Stafford. You know, there's lots of garbage time stats when you have to throw the ball because you're trying to make a comeback. But that's not the case here. St. Brown, Mr. Reliable. He just catches everything. The Lions also become the third team since 2000. I can do the math on that one. That's 23 years to score 21 points in the first seven minutes of a football game. This leads to another strong defensive stand by the Lions and Bruce Irvin. Welcome to Detroit, baby. He gets his first sack as a Detroit Lion. I thought he had a decent game. I know he's got that personal foul coming up later on that takes Derek Carr out of the game. Uh, Finally, the Saints get settled in. Carr has a few big throws, one to Alave, and with 9.08 left in the second quarter, Carr connects with Graham, making the score 21-7. to This is Graham's second catch of the season, I believe they said, and it's also his second touchdown of the season. So the Lions closed the second half on a field goal, making it 24-7. to The Saints just kneel the ball down because they get the ball after the half, and we are going into the second half with a 17-point lead. Now, the coaches... For the Saints, obviously, you give a little rah-rah speech. You know, everybody's fired up. New Orleans comes out of halftime fired up. They are motivated. A huge throw and a great catch to Alave sets up an easy touchdown for Kamara. It is now 24-14 in favor of the Lions with 10-04 left in the third quarter. Saints continue the momentum on defense and force a three and out on the Lions' next drive. At this point, starting to get a little bit nervous. Lions still have the lead, but it's like we cannot continue to let New Orleans control the ball like it's we're not in the clear yet we haven't put this game away there's still plenty of time left so what was going to be a runaway blowout is now turning into a little bit of a football game uh so, yeah, the Saints continue their momentum on defense and force a three and out on the Lions. Next drive, Saints mounting a significant comeback. Kamara breaks the plane, or does he? The refs reverse the call that was originally a touchdown. I just feel like black football pants should be marked illegal. You can't see what's going on under the pile well, unless you start lighting up the field. You know, you can't see what's going on. So just get rid of, get rid of black pants in the NFL. No one needs black pants. They look stupid. Everybody looks like they've got skinny legs, I guess. They like wearing the black. It's it's thinning, as as the fat people say. Black and vertical stripes, those are the clothes to wear if you're fat. 
Maybe I should listen to that advice. Uh, this makes the score 24-21 with 4.34 left in the third quarter. Patterson connects on a field goal at the end of the third quarter, making it 27-21. Very next play, the Saints. There's a fumble by the Saints and recovered by Tracy Walker, the third for the fumble recovery. Now momentum is starting to shift to the Lions. Uh, this leads to a double-double reverse. Uh, no flags this time for Jamison Williams as he does the Superman over the goal line. It's, man, I'm so happy there was not a not, a not flag on Jamison Williams. Because uh, I feel like he's had a few big plays in his career where they were called back. I think we talked about that last time. Uh, all right, so that makes the score 33-21 with 14.05 left in the game. Now, Romeo Aquara gets on the stat sheet. He gets a sack, making it third and 17 for the Saints. Then Irvin gets to Carr on the next play, and this looks like a fantastic, fantastic football play, but since the NFL protects their quarterbacks, and probably rightfully so, it was just still... Still awesome to see. Like, the dude wrapped up. It just looked like a perfect tackle, but apparently it was a little bit too rough, and he gets the personal foul, uh, and this gives the Saints 15 yards and, of course, the automatic first down. Carr is also injured on the play. He goes out with a shoulder injury slash neck injury slash concussion protocol. Uh, This brings in Jameis Winston and, of course, uh, oh, what's his nuts? The other guy that runs all the time with the cocky face. Uh, Saints try their double-double reverse, and they get stuffed for a loss of eight yards. Next play is tipped by Brian Branch, and this goes right to Alave, and this sets up the official second touchdown of the day for Alvin Kamara. The score is now 33-28. Lions with 7.30 remaining in the ballgame. Montgomery drops a Sure, first down. Instead, the Lions go three and out. This is a nail biter. This is the rise in the blood pressure. This is why I checked it at the beginning of the episode. Uh, So the Lions make a decent stand on defense. Saints on fourth down. Go for it at the Lions 40 with 256 left in the game. And Winston's pass is incomplete. Lions get the ball, and finally, for the first time today, Josh Reynolds catches a ball. Huge catch. Uh, The Lions were faced with a three and out almost, and uh, Goff, he just scrambled, and he gets rid of the ball. It wasn't the most beautiful throw. He had a lot of ugly duck throws today. Uh, Some of them were caught. Some of them were not. Either way, not the sexiest-looking day for Goff, but still statistically solid. And this uh, secures the victory for the Lions. And for the first time since 1962, the Lions move to 9-3, and three, still all alone in the NFC North. The Lions have also set a single-season record by producing 325 yards or more for the 12th straight game. Now, let's look at the stats Jared Goff, he finishes 16 of 25 with 213 yards with two touchdowns, sacked one time for an eight-yard loss. This gives him a quarterback rating of 117.6. Again, statistically a good day. 
But does he pass the eyeball test? Not so much. It is a rebound of sorts over the last two weeks that they've played, but uh, still definitely room for improvement. I feel from Jared Goff, and I think he deserves a little bit of flack, even though we did get the victory. I think he deserves a little bit of flack for how he has played over the last two weeks. Jameer Gibbs led with yards. He had eight carries for 60 yards, his longest being 36. David Montgomery, 18 carries for 56 yards with the one touchdown. Jamison Williams, one carry, 19 yards and the touchdown Khalif Raymond also had a reverse he had one carry for nine yards Jared Goff two scrambles for a negative two yards Lions overall were 30 carries for 142 yards of rushing offense today Sam Laporta he is the star of the show today though he had the ball nine times 140 yards one touchdown his longest being 48 Amon Ross St. Brown pretty quiet but he still got a touchdown today he had two receptions for 49 yards with that touchdown a 25 yard touchdown man that was beautiful up the middle Josh Reynolds with his one catch he was targeted three times but that was a critical First catch, Jameis Williams even caught that one over the middle, which I really appreciate. He's starting to get involved with not just the deep game, but with the crossing patterns as well. He had his one catch for 11 yards. Brock Wright also had a catch for eight yards. Donovan, People, Donovan Peoples-Jones was once again targeted, but that ball was nowhere near him. I think that was in the end zone, and that was a little bit of a, a crap uh, play by Jared Goff. Now, Josh Pascal uh, recovered the one fumble. Man, I thought it was Tracy Walker. They must have gave it to Pascal. Khalif Raymond also had a fumble, and he recovered it himself. Jack Campbell, who I thought had a fantastic first half, fell off a little bit in the second half, but a good first half. He had nine total tackles for four solo with two tackles for loss. Derek Barnes had his back for nine tackles as well, three of those solo with one tackle for loss. Tracy Walker had a great day, seven tackles, five solo. Brian Branch, seven tackles, Three solos, and of course, he had that interception. Uh, Jalen Reeves Maben, man, he had a fantastic game on special teams, and he showed up a little bit on defense as well. So did Malcolm Rodriguez. He had four total tackles today, one of those being a solo. Now, Aiden Hutchinson had uh, two tackles, two solo. Where are the sacks at? Mr. Romeo Quara had the sack, and Bruce Irvin had the sack as well. Uh, yeah, uh, Riley Patterson was two for two on the field goals, his longest being 32 yards, and Jack Fox punted five times for 254 yards, his longest being a 60-yard catch. I thought he played really well. Uh, I'm going to have to add uh, uh, punters to my fantasy league next year. Wouldn't that be amazing? Punters in fantasy football? Going to have to do that. Uh, so... This sets up a matchup with the Chicago Bears, who the Lions just played a couple weeks ago. And as we remember, that was a little bit of a comeback victory. <sighs> this time we're going to Chicago. It's going to be in December, and it's likely going to be cold. So this leaves a lot for the Lions. This leaves a lot for the Lions. They need to clean up their mistakes on defense. Uh, much more solid game today, but their pass defense has got to tighten it up. Not sure that's going to be as much of a problem with Justin Fields next week. Justin Fields, though, as we remember, didn't he get over 100 yards last time we played? Uh, he's still a threat. Can the Bears beat us? Sure, the Bears can beat us. Uh, Chicago fans are obnoxious, though. I have to throw that in there. Uh, obnoxious Chicago fans. Um, 
I, we, we can't take Chicago lightly, but this should be a Lions victory. I see no reason why the Lions can't pull this one out in Chicago. Of course, it's going to be a little bit tougher. It's going to be cold. It's going to be on the road. The Lions are doing pretty well on the road this year, though. I think, uh, what are they, 5-1, and 4-1, and one, something like that on the road this year. Uh, so things are looking up, you know. Uh, I, I see the Lions pulling out the victory I don't think it's going to be a come from behind victory if if the Lions get themselves in that situation again where they need to mount a comeback in the last three minutes, uh, come from behind from for 12 points. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't see the Lions doing that again. However, you know, if the Lions can get a strong start and force Justin Fields to throw it, which he can do. He's got a strong arm. He just doesn't have an accurate arm. Not always. It's the decision making that is uh, haunted Justin Fields, I think. So as long as the Lions can control the turnover game and don't let Justin Fields kill them too much on the ground, I see the Lions getting another victory. I see them moving up to 10-3 and three on the season. So uh, with that, I think I zipped through it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the game as much as I did. Uh, I ate a lot of chili, and it's going to be an interesting night tonight. Uh you know, as far as the smells and sounds go. Uh, other than that, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and subscribe. Please thumbs up videos. Please five star the podcast. It helps me out. It helps me grow the show. And I'm just asking you guys to do that as a favor. Uh, hope you guys are having a good day. Enjoying the Lions success. And I will see everybody next week after the Chicago Bears game. Finger guns one more time. That's going to be my new thing. All right. Bye-bye.